Hello, everybody, and welcome. Team NXT, CD, Danny Mac, bringing you episode 79 of the Undisputed Future Podcasts. Now, for those of you who aren't just tuning in for the first time, and if you are, I certainly appreciate it. But those of you may be wondering where I've been, what I've been up to, and those of you who are just kind of like, okay, now there's a new episode of the podcast. Whether you're excited, neutral, or in between somewhere, uh, just kind of a lot of personal nonsense going on, a lot of work being done around the house. Even as I say that, there's a lot of boxes surrounding me. I'm taking this time to coincide this recording with me watching Monday Night Raw because the opening promo by Seth Rollins got me all hyped and a successful singles match victory by him got me all types of in the mood being the namesake of this show after a singles victory by the guy you got to figure I'm I got to find the motivation there if I find it at all hopefully tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw is something special because I thought Fastlane was an exceptional show and there are some talents featured on that event that I do want to spend some time talking about. There is a lot to cover in the world of NXT right now, everybody. We have another class of call-ups in addition to the earlier Heavy Machinery, Nikki Cross, EC3, and Lacey Evans. Joining them are none other than Ricochet, Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, another name, have to be talked about here. Suffering a career-altering neck injury. There's really no other way to put this. No injury is timely, but there's exceptionally untimely injuries here, ladies and gentlemen. And I kind of want to talk about this, get the negative stuff out of the way, and then talk about the recent successes or just kind of appearances of certain NXT talents on Raw and SmackDown. Tommaso Ciampa. Now, before I delve into this completely in-character conversation, I want to say that I wish him nothing but the speediest of recoveries and for him to heal up 110% and be able to do what he clearly loves to do, and that is absolutely be the scorn of NXT. Now let's delve into things. Tommaso Ciampa suffering a shoulder, something in the spine leading up to the neck, uh, just real bad, real, real bad plates placement based on the reports I've read. Recovery time, six months, I think, is is the optimist's view, and uh, who knows how long it's going to take for Goldie to recover, not just physically torn on the title, but... Also, whatever mental capacity Tommaso Ciampa believes the title may possess. Uh, Just when this DIY reunion story is getting hot, just when you see, and another milestone happening in the world of NXT, just when you see Johnny Gargano surrender the NXT North American Championship in a brilliant match with the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream successfully spelling... C-H-A-M-P. You see the influence on Tommaso Ciampa at this point where he's eerily checking out this match and then slowly turning away. And then this proposal to for it to be back where it all began at the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Knowing what we know now, and I'm going to delve into more on the era, of course, 
but able to secure a victory over such a high-profile tag team. It's it's really just one of those things that it's it's going to be a major what if. It's it's almost parallel and eerie in the timing of how close this this kind of resembles there was no match to finish, but the timely injury where the DIY breakup was happening at TakeOver Chicago 1 and Tommaso Ciampa getting his ACL torn and that knee injury and still not only finishing the match, but able to perform that post-match assault. We know how tough this man is and all we can do is hope for the speediest of recoveries. I'm definitely going to delve into the DIY stuff in more detail but I wanted to wish the current champion the very best before uh, before we learn the fate of the title. Today's episode here, guys, I may have mentioned it, it's the Monday after Fastlane, Aleister Black and Ricochet working a bit of a tag team program on the main roster. Do I understand it? No. Would I have expected it? Absolutely not. Am I enjoying it? 110%. Whereas these two guys are the most over babyfaces on NXT, arguably, arguably, there's there's always room for debate in the world of professional wrestling. A lot of this is based on opinion, as neutral as I try and take it. Aleister Black is over for his dark persona and the brood that, eh, no relation to Gangrel, but the brood that he possesses and the aura that he gives off, it's... It's yin and yang, where Ricochet is famous for the aerial acrobatics and a man who's more in your face about what he can do and wanting to show you what he can do. Here's here's how I'm going to look at it. Ricochet is, let me show you what I can do. Aleister Black is, I'm not going to show you until you step into the ring with me, and then you'll get a look at exactly what the Dark, dark Dutch Destroyer, they've been trying to plug that one on Raw as well, Say that one five times fast. Over. And it's working in both respects and it's creating this unique dynamic and some unexpected chemistry between two of NXT's big stars. A former NXT champion in Aleister Black, a former NXT North American champion in Ricochet, finding tag team success on the main roster. Not expected, but definitely an enjoyable triple threat tag team match Last night at Fastlane versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, two other NXT vets, and the two-time top guys of the black and gold brands. I'm talking, of course, about Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, the Revival. The Revival finally getting a win with those Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet able to conquer them in an unexpected victory on Monday Night Raw. Also, another great match with The Bar. A couple of SmackDowns ago, and really all engines are all. I'm all in. No real pun intended, but I did just listen to the Young Bucks on Jericho's podcast. No real intention there, but I'm all in on however long this Aleister Black and Ricochet tag team program wants to go. I'm hoping not for a rivalry, but just kind of an amicable split between these two. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where everything leads. Heading into NXT TakeOver New York, who knows where their position lies there, because they are still being advertised and plugged as NXT talents, and who knows what this road to WrestleMania is filled with, with the 
I feel like this is all my mind is going back to as of late because of it's just not fair. Life is not fair, but there's timing is everything. My father has told me since I'm a child. And uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Where does it lead? It's just... An, it can't be one of those big what-ifs. It's one of those stories that you need. Good, bad, indifferent. You need somewhat of closure to. This rivalry has began and start, it began and stopped one too many times already. It's... It's frustrating as a fan. You could only imagine what it does to Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. It's just, it's, it's a lot of stress just having to turn around such a great story and having to improvise and could only imagine what Papa Triple H and the NXT creative team is going through to throw out a scenario there. Um, I'm all excited for it. I can't wait to see what Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are going to get opportunity-wise on the main roster as well. DIY securing their own couple victories on national television. Even though the Lafayette, Louisiana crowd did not do any of these things justice. Oh man, I uh, I kind of promised myself it had been long enough where I wasn't going to mention that crowd. But it's just really worth going back to. Uh... I don't want to end on a negative note, so I'm going to recap how excited I am for Aleister Black and Ricochet to find additional tag team success or their respective single success in due time, whether it be permanently on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown Live. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, you can only hope for the best at this point. Where does Johnny Gargano's main roster hopes lie? Where does he fit in this new chase that may occur for the NXT Championship? A lot of questions unfolding in the second episode of March going down this Wednesday on March 13th. But let's go down that road that brought us here, Team NXT. Let's go back just a couple of weeks. If you're a previous listener, you know I like to structure this show based episode by episode. But I'm just excited enough to be here where I might be a little more scatterbrained than necessary. I told myself, maybe do it by division. And then I thought, scroll through your notes. See what names stick out. See what tough conversation points you may want to expose Team NXT's ears to. Whether they're joining me here, there, anywhere, on the go, chilling out with your favorite beverage. On the go, hopefully on public transportation, with an adult beverage, which is one of my personal favorite ways to travel being a back-and-forth trip from Midtown Manhattan and a Staten Island's Carmela's Kingdom Ferry so readily available with a 12-ounce lager. Anyway, let's go down the line. Oh, here's a name that sticks out right away. Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. I'm going to get this down right one of these days. Dijakovic. If you look back at my past notes, you'll, uh, you'll see I actually have the pronunciation spelled out dictionary style. Dijakovic with a shocking win over a singles competition Shane Thorne. It's not an unfamiliar sight. We have seen Thorne go by himself before, but it's just a mighty, mighty weird sight and pun completely intended, but that match pretty much going exactly the way you thought it would, but one match and a rivalry we need to keep our eyes on is Dijakovic and Keith Lee. I cannot wait to bask in the glory 
of numerous of these men having matchups. This is a hard-hitting rivalry. Keith Lee displaying a absolute fire theme song. And these, this match was just a clash of two big men that can move as quickly as they can hit you hard. That's how much these two guys can deliver on both scales. You see Keith Lee moving like a running back as opposed to the former Texas... I'm not sure of the university off the top of my head, so I'm just going to say Texas University uh, linebacker and uh, say that that lineman was jumping all over the place like a certain Saquon Barkley and a running back position. Dijakovic with an athletic display of his own taking to the top rope. It, this match, the way it ended, it opens the door for more, and I'm very excited by that. But this was an absolutely athletic display all the way down Broadway. And I use that term Broadway because this match ends with a double countout. And they weren't even done. You could see it in their eyes. You could see it the way they wanted to storm through their respective next developmental talent, I mean security team there in Full Sail University, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic. There's a rivalry to keep your eyes on there, Team NXT. Is there a takeover match in the works between these two big men? We can all dream, Team NXT, and uh, we can all certainly hope so, and uh, that match would be at the very top of my wish list based on how great that NXT TV match was. Let's shift gears a little bit uh, to a different sort of big man with big strikes, not finding the same success. Cassius Ono going off on full sale, saying he wants to find success elsewhere, and NXT UK in a match with the ring general Walter was was not the place to find it. I know I haven't talked much NXT UK, but that match is definitely on the must- Watch. I had a lot of fun seeing that, and uh, just give me a big old hoss fight at least once every couple of weeks. It's it's always a cornerstone of the pro wrestling business, and with the way these big men are moving nowadays, it really can deliver with the same pace as a smaller man's match. Shifting to not tag team division, but let's talk about let's talk about the undisputed era. Because I'm going through and I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of changes going on with the Dude Crew. And also, speaking of other podcasts, you may want to listen to Roderick Strong with a great interview on the Edge and Christian Pod of Awesomeness. Uh, I believe it was dated March 1st. I just watched it today, March 11th, but I believe it was March 1st. Roddy also having a hell of a singles match with Aleister Black. No fear in this f- in Roddy. Roddy knows that Aleister Black is a familiar foe of the Undisputed Era, but Black able to rally with a out of nowhere split second Black Mass. And as much as I love the lifting up with the foot sort of setup for the Black Mass, and it's it's out there to tell the story when his opponents are in that condition, but a spinning heel kick is a sudden finisher, especially adding that realistic element of MMA karate sparring, which I have personal experience in. It's a very quick move. You don't expect it. It's not projected if your opponent knows how to throw it. 
that whole setup with Alistair Black throwing a hand first or just kind of landing on his feet and then spinning around and hitting you with it, that's very important to show the devastation and suddenness that Alistair Black can win a match with using that deadly strike. Undisputed Era wanting to get post-match assaults, and this is where the Aleister Black and Ricochet tag team story is really being built here on NXT. It's their common enemy in the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole with TakeOver Classics against both Aleister Black and Ricochet, one being a no-holds-barred match that I was able to witness myself in the very TakeOver chair I'm sitting in, NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. And Ricochet versus Adam Cole, another match I was fortunate enough to see, but that was TakeOver Brooklyn, and I don't have the chair for that particular event. Can't have all the nice things, Team NXT. You just kind of got to cross that bridge of merch where uh, wherever you can get it. And if you're unfortunate enough to not sit in the floor seats, but still fortunate enough to come across a nice negotiable fan, then uh, you might get lucky like uh, like I did. What was I talking about again? Alistair Black and Ricochet uniting against the Undisputed Era. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly becoming the tag team representation of the Undisputed Era again. Feels right. Roderick Strong getting a singles match spotlight again. Also feels right. Adam Cole possibly with eyes on the NXT Championship. I think that would feel right as well. They promised to be draped in gold, suffered a bit of a setback when it came to the War Raiders and those NXT Tag Team Championships, but where will the Undisputed Era end up by the end of 2019 is honestly anybody's guess. With the amount of talent on that faction, in that faction, these men can end up anywhere. But you know they'll end up on your television screen. Alright everybody, uh, just not sure if I actually mentioned this or... I'm sure I did at the beginning of the show. I'm recording this simultaneously and watching Raw. And Ronda Rousey just beat up an emerging and surprisingly good promo cutting Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke wanting an open challenge opportunity. Long story short, the NXT veteran uh, did, did not get such things. Anyway, that's my... Long walk down a short pier segue to let's talk a little bit about the NXT women's division. Champion Shayna Baszler running roughshod all over the division with the help of the Queen's Army in the form of Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, who look for their own success in the tag team world of women's wrestling and still not clicking, still not there yet. The Sky Pirates while they did get taken to probably their limits in terms of strength and physicality, still, the chemistry and friendship of Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, just enough to conquer the MMA veterans. Duke and Shafir, they delivered. They delivered on the strength side, but Shirai and Kyrie Sane, just too experienced and just too smart in the ring and able to conquer the larger opponents. Somebody else hoping to have success against a queen is the HBIC, the head bitch in charge. Well, that's if you ask Ronda Rousey. If you ask Mia Yim, she phrases herself as the head baddie 
in charge. Taking on the champ, Shayna Baszler, in one-on-one action a couple weeks back here. And uh, HBIC, held by Baszler in a clutch. I don't know, that there might be something there. Hopefully somebody out there left. Standing up for the locker room was me again. You gotta respect the drive behind that. Trying to take it back from the stranglehold that Shayna Baszler has over it. But Mia Yim would be forced to bow down to the Queen of Spades. Mia granted she did everything she could. Tactical approach, taking a bit of advantage when it came to a couple of wild strikes by Baszler, a couple of counters, but Baszler just precise on immobilizing Mia Yim. And the submission special, that's really what it comes down to. It comes down to submission specialty. It sealed it for Shayna. She readjusted the Kirafuda clutch to make up for this own shortcoming that Miyagim was able to just just get the slightest bit of a battle wound on the champion. Uh, unfortunately, just not enough for Miyagim. Miyagim finding success recently before this, able to take on and victory over Zioli, which triggered this bit of a rivalry with the Queen's army. But the post-match beatdowns, nobody's been doing them like Baszler, Duke, and Shafir, and my aforementioned topic of the Undisputed Era. More women's action. Oh, here's a here's another bit of a surprising alliance we got going on here. Aaliyah, with a bit of a bad and bougie attitude, Teaming up with the Vision, Vanessa Bourne. Vanessa Bourne lending Aaliyah her support a number of weeks back. And most recently, this alliance took on a favorite of mine, Tynera Conti, and the most recently mentioned, Zia Lee. But I gotta tell you, Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah really finding their footing as a heel duo in this match. The technique by Lee and Conti, granted... Hard to match. We have a fellow real black belt when it comes to Tainara Conti. Granted, she's a judo ka, whereas I'm a karate ka. Zia Lee, martial arts background of her own, but a nefarious win for a confident duo. And I gotta tell you, my eyes were already on Vanessa Bourne for more than one reason, but this victory and new alliance with Aaliyah, it, uh, it gives you a couple more. Where else are we in the world of women's wrestling on NXT television? We have the EST and the still proclaiming to be undefeated Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai. This week, the hype train has left the station on this one. Who will prove themselves to be a worthy number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship? It's... It's not a match you'd expect. It's definitely a clash in style. You have the fast speed of Shirai versus the brute strength of the EST and the strongest in the division in Bianca Belair. There's a, there's quite a challenge ahead for both of these ladies. I don't know where my alliance leads. Will Belair get a justified rematch? Because you got to think back to that count. You got to think back to that situation in that women's championship match. 
Does Bianca Belair still have a case to call herself undefeated? The record books may not show it, but the replays do. Just something to think about. Io Shirai could put up the same dynamic and, yeah, dynamic style and quickness that Kyrie Sane delivered to Shayna Baszler. And we know how that one ended up. The Pirate Princess secured her treasure and conquered Shayna Baszler. What a series those two women had. So Shirai and Belair both... It could either be history repeated when it comes to Bi- when it comes to Bianca Belair, or it could be a little bit of history rewritten and a bit of a parallel path when it comes to Io Shirai. So the number one contender scene in the NXT Women's Division, it's it's worth keeping your eye on. Who does your alliance lead with? Do you want to see Bianca Belair earn a rematch? Will Io Shirai get the first opportunity? on the black and gold brands for a shot at the gold. Give me your thoughts, Team NXT. It's kind of turning out a lot better than I thought it would, Team. We're going over 20 minutes strong, and I have not even mentioned the long-awaited experience and topic of the newly crowned C-H-A-M-P of D-R-E-A-M, the Velveteen Dream, the newly crowned NXT North American Champion, the young professional wrestling prodigy finally finds himself some singles gold on NXT. Well-deserved classic match with Gargano, as great as you expected it to be, a rubber match in already a great series, and Dream was able to capitalize when it counted and become the NXT North American Champion. And going back just a little bit to Undisputed Era, Adam Cole claiming that he will claim what he perceives as his. And why shouldn't he? The man was the first ever inaugural North American champion. There's only one first ever. And Adam Cole looks to be not only the first ever, but the first ever two-time champion as well. But a new challenger has appeared in the form of of Matt Riddle. While Velveteen Dream cut a great and I guess the ambiance was right if you want to look at it from his perspective on top of the announce table underneath the spotlights for all the entrances. I could kind of see where the dream is coming from giving himself a little bit of a higher stage than he may even thought was available or at least I thought was available for him on NXT. But Matt Riddle, the original bro, B-R-O versus D-R-E-A-M, possibly written in the stars for the North American Championship. Now, going back, the hottest topic of discussion, NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa injured, where does the door open for new challenges to that title as well? Both of these men are worthy of being champions on NXT, whether that be building the prestige of the new, well, not really new at this point, but latest championship in the North American title, or who will continue the legacy of NXT champion. If you're personally asking that Johnny Gargano needs to end up as NXT champion, but he needs to end up NXT champion by defeating Tommaso Ciampa for it. So can the rivalry reignite? 
can Goldie find, I don't want to say a transitional home, but at least a temporary home on NXT until Tommaso Ciampa is in fighting spirits? Can somebody earn long enough of a reign for the Blackheart to just swoop in and take Goldie back and become a two-time champion when the time is right? And again, this is when he is 100% healthy, and this is all fantasy booking as it uh, as it should be in this point. Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream. Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole for the for the opportunity to face Velveteen Dream. Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream right away. There's a combination of charismatic clashes in the NXT North American Championship scene right now. That's why I feel uncomfortable trying to fantasy book this far ahead with this unexpected injury to the current champion. Because those three men could elevate this title and make it that... Give it that spark that NXT needs. Make it a striving point that a lot of talents that may have even come and gone of the past could have aspired to be and win. This is going back a long ways in in the legacy of this show even, but back when it was a two-man project and Nikki Stunner, if you're still out there and you're listening, my friend, all the power to you. It was great talking to you, watching Fastlane yesterday. Me and Nick talked about all the time, man, there should be an NXT mid-card, there should be a network championship throwback to the WCW TV title that would be defended on Nitro and and Thunder and just just something for talents like most notably and I, I hate to mention just the fact that this happened, the recently released Ty Dillinger could have strived to. Maybe even after that sanity Rivalry. You have him conquer the cage and then step up to prove that he's championship material. That could have been good stuff instead of just debuting him at number 10 for the sake of fanfare in the Royal Rumble and then not having proper booking for him outside a couple teasers to the United States Championship. Point being, the NXT North American title is a long-awaited opportunity and story block building tool that I personally have waited for, and if you're anything like me, and I assume you are if you're listening to this show as an NXT fan, you want something that you can strive to other than, okay, who's going after the big gold? Okay, what tag teams do I have to keep my eye on to have a classic, presumably, opener of NXT TakeOver events? Who's stepping up in the women's... There needs to be more than three divisions to work on. NXT is gold for providing us with rivalries that aren't for championships. Let me just give another quick plug to Dijakovic and Keith Lee. And that's just recently. NXT has built brilliant rivalries without a title. But the fact that now there's something to strive through and you have these three top-tier talents striving for it, it really displays the importance of the North American title And it's going to give the Velveteen Dream to show exactly what he can do, not as a chaser, but as a championship holder. And he holds this championship so far under everything, has everything going his way. He won 
the World's Collide Tournament, winning an NXT title opportunity of his choosing, and he chose to step into the ring with Johnny Gargano, and he was good enough to conquer a ring veteran like Johnny Gargano. New personality corrupted by Tommaso Ciampa or not, Velveteen Dream showed in that match how much he wanted this North American title, and that's the kind of match, this is the kind of environment we need to see that title grow in. It was off to a hot start and a bang with the inaugural ladder match, and it seems to be going in an upward trajectory, and it can do nothing but good for building proper stories for those not chasing the NXT Championship. And I pretty much just went on that rant to escape the Tommaso Ciampa NXT Championship injury. And yes, I'm including the title on the uh, on the injured list here. Shifting gears, let's talk tag teams. I mentioned it in the beginning, but I'm I'm gonna cover it anyway. DIY versus Undisputed Era. It was a great match to close round one, but a great match to open. Round one is Aleister Black and Ricochet taking on the European Union of the Italian Fabian Eichner and the impeccable German Marcel Bartel. Aleister Black and Ricochet, tag team not just on the main roster, but entering the Dusty Cup as well. There's three quarters European heritage in this matchup as well, if, uh, if you're the kind of fan who notices these things like me. Ricochet, uh, Ricochet being the odd man out in this situation. Aleister Black representing the Netherlands. Fabian Eichner, as I mentioned, Italy. And Marcel Bartel from Germany. A very precise and growing team is this European Union. They're very technically sound. Marcel Bartel bringing that ground game. And Fabian Eichner bringing that dynamic, fast-paced Power, st- he brings such a Cesaro hybrid that I referred to him going back to the Cruiserweight Classic, a former Cruiserweight Classic competitor also, if you want to go back that far in Fabian Eichner's WWE career to this point, also a recent Evolve champion. So Eichner is an accomplished singles competitor entering the Dusty Cup as well. Where was I going with that since I mentioned European heritage? I don't know. I could see these guys competing on the NXT UK scene. Also, I know neither of them represent the United Kingdom, but I feel like the European market, just in general on NXT, should get at least a little bit of a rub over on the NXT UK brands. I feel like it could expose them to a different audience also, and uh, just open the door for a number of different combination of tag team opportunities and matchups. Oof. Taking a bit of a backbeating here, folks. The commute is not easy. Let's get to the end of this one. Grounding and immobilizing was the plan, and a smart one at that by European Union, but it would fail against Ricochet, to almost nobody's surprise. Not without Fabian Eichner also getting his fair share of aerial offense and proper display, but there's just no aerial assault like Ricochet's there's no strike game like Aleister Black's. And you may be asking, why would two accomplished singles stars have a great chance in the Dusty Cup? And I'm glad you asked that hypothetical team member of Team NXT because Finn Bauer and Samoa Joe, the current 
Intercontinental Champion and United States Champion, two singles titles, are former Dusty Cup Classic winners as a tag team. Granted, the Unstoppable Machine piloted by Paul Ellering in Akam and Razor, the Authors of Pain, and the shocking The System victory of the Undisputed Era in last Dusty Cup. But let's put those two aside and go with the exception, not the rule. Finn and Joe having that success opens up the door of past history for Aleister Black and Ricochet to possibly mirror some great tag team success in this tournament. So that's something to keep your eye on. A team to keep your eye on, hopefully getting a due victory soon, but unfortunately not in this tournament. One-two punch, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan taking on the Forgotten Sons, the combination of Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler with the big, big man of Jackson Riker looming at ringside. I just spoke about Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel finding possible success on NXT UK. Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. Danny Birch with the UK roots right there. I'm hoping they can jump ship and find tag team title success somewhere. I did not like the idea of them losing to the Forgotten Sons. It was a hard-hitting match as expected. And I'll give the Forgotten Sons this. They have some unique and powerful tandem offense and it's a finisher not to be forgotten some sort of this was a backstabber power bomb combination set up to the reverse ddt and stomp that move needs a name by the way i feel like there's there's some tough rugged biker sons of anarchy sort of related name out there somewhere, but that that move needs a name, and I feel like that powerbomb backbreaker setup might need one as well, and uh, Forgotten Sons able to secure a victory in round one of the Dusty Cup, but I will not skip over the discussion and jump to Street Profits versus Mustache Mountain without addressing Oni Lorcan and his dynamic, absolutely hard-hitting style. The man flies over the top rope, and it's like a boulder is being hurled at you, it's like one of the first times I played ski ball and tried to throw it like a fastball down the ramp. It just there, there's something about the arc and the body mass that he's flinging at you at the same time. It's it's quite a sight to see the tough, bald bruisers. They need a break. Give these guys a couple W's. They're former NXT Tag Team Champion, number one contenders for crying out loud. They deserve to make it past round one in the Dusty Cup. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off topic with the grievances, and I'm seeing a lot of parallels here with NXT UK and NXT North American tag team division layouts, possibly meshing one into the other, and this next match highlights that as well. The Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins taking on Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. The teacher and student team take on the Sultans of Swag. Great match. Montez Ford rocking some sweet entrance attire from the mask to the chains. The man was dripping in it. But, but, 
Why? I get the experience of Trent Seven. I know the dynamic of Tyler Bate. And yeah, whatever you do outside of WWE doesn't particularly matter. But Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are no stranger to gold with those evolved tag team championships on their resume. Mustache Mountain just recently losing in the uh, TakeOver Blackpool's first ever NXT UK Tag Team Championship match against Zach Gibson and James Drake. Keep that rivalry going. Get Mustache Mountain doing more over there. Let's have the NXT North American Tag Team highlight this tournament. This is a classically NXT event. Yes, I know Mustache Mountain, but Danny, their former tag team champions on the brand, they deserve to beat the Street Profits because the Street Profits were champions on another brand and that doesn't matter. And all that other stuff, I just kind of unintentionally repeated. It's not that I'm dogging on Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. I just want Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins to get a bit more of serious booking and I want Mustache Mountain to find success on somewhere that I personally see as their brand. They are the foundation of that NXT UK tag team division. And that needs to show, and I feel like, more success on that brand. It is a conflicting feeling. You have evolved tag team champs taking on former and five-star match having in Full Sail University alone. In Mustache Mountain versus the Undisputed Era in one of the absolute classics of NXT television for those NXT tag team titles. It was a great match though. Not gonna not gonna argue with how entertained I was all across the board, how much I anticipated this round one match. It was definitely up there. I really wish Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era could have had a rematch in this tournament somewhere. But that uh, that ship may not have sailed because DIY versus Undisputed Era, great match to close out round one. DIY having chemistry, seamlessly not missing a thing, and in a match with two former NXT Tag Team Championship holding teams, you kind of had to expect an instant classic, and we got one with a pretty surprising turnout. Especially if you look at the landscape of NXT as of the moment of this show. DIY meeting in the middle over a resilient Kyle O'Reilly for the victory. And Kyle O'Reilly, man, he took an absolute beating in this one. Kick out after kick out, but down and out at the end. Undisputed Era, they need a kickstart. Something big needs to happen to this faction. Roderick Strong lost to Aleister Black. Adam Cole stuck in this funk trying to get his North American Championship back. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Red Dragon making a comeback on the tag team circuit to lose to a newly reunited DIY. That draped in gold promise made at the beginning of 2019, end of 2018, cannot be 100% certain on when it was made out. But regardless, it happened. We know Adam Cole has his word out there to us that the era is a threat and they will be draped in gold before the end is nigh. Before the end of this year, at, at least. 
I don't know if I believe him at this point, Team NXT, but I do believe in the creative aspects of this brand. I know that we will get the story and justice we deserve on this road to WrestleMania. On this road to NXT TakeOver New York. An unexpected curveball thrown at us where Tommaso Ciampa suffered a career-altering neck injury. What's going to happen from there? Who will step up in the Dusty Cup? What's next for Shayna Baszler as NXT Women's Champion? Is it Belair or Shirai? We will find out this coming week on March 13th edition of WWE NXT TV. And I want to thank you for listening to me recap. And I hope I covered your favorite NXT topics. If there is anything in this episode, and I thank you so much for listening to it, but if there's something that, eh, Danny, you just didn't cover that enough, or hell, there could have been a match or a segment that I just glossed over completely. I did a lot of improv on this episode in formatting and discussion topics, so give me a shout out on any form of social media, and I'll be more than happy to discuss any topic discerning NXT. Follow me on Twitter at podcast underscore UF. It's my main line of social media outreach. Special shout out to all my fellow content creators out there and the nice little community going on in wrestling Twitter. It's not as bad as it seems. There's a lot of good people out there. There's a lot of creative people out there providing just as good, if not better, conversation than I am. Follow me on Instagram at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word. You'll find some wrestling memes, pictures of the Velveteen Dog, which is mine, Colin. He's a Shiba Inu mix. Ban the dog meat trade. Um, find me on Facebook. Facebook page does not get enough justice. If you've listened to me before, you know that's not the first or last time I will be saying that. And no matter how you're doing it, Thank you for listening, whether it be on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox.fm, any of the third-party sites I may be available to, anywhere, and especially the SoundCloud. It's my main hosting site. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am CD, Danny Mac, the voice that is your choice for NXT discussion. Happy to be an option once again. I will talk to you very soon. Have a great week, Team NXT.